Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Isaac. This is the number one Gundam podcast where we talk about everything from the models to the anime series, the movies, the manga, and really anything at all involved with Gundam. So what are we talking about today, Isaac? Today, Brian, we're talking about our top five Gundam series, our top favorites from any timeline, any series ever made. So just like we opened up ourselves to criticism before by giving our top <laughs> by giving our top five one year war mobile suits, I feel like we are opening ourselves up to even more criticism this time by sharing what our favorite series are, giving the listeners a little bit of an idea of, of who we are. Yeah, that's that's about right. I guess your favorite series reveals a lot about you. You know, if you <laughs> prefer more serious toned uh, series or really lighthearted kind of campy fun. <laughs> so yeah, I guess maybe after this episode, you may love us or you may hate us. So yeah, <laughs> go and subscribe, or you'll tell your friends. <laughs> like, well, these these people have great taste or just complete utter garbage taste. Yeah. So, so are we gonna are we gonna do the same way we did with the mobile suits, Isaac? We'll work our way up from like number five to number one, and we'll start with an honorable mention, I suppose. Absolutely, we're gonna count our way up from the uh, not so much least favorite, but the uh, you know out of the five, the not top favorite, all the way to our number one favorite series. All right, do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Sure, start us off. Honorable mention. All right, my honorable mention is Mobile Suit Gundam X. Oh, yeah. So this was released in uh, 1996. It's a 39 episode series. And uh, so one thing I did for every series on my list is I went and just jotted down the Wikipedia synopsis um, okay. to give, I guess, you you know, listeners an idea of what the series is about. So this show is set in what's called the After War timeline. Uh, it's 15 years after the end of the Seventh Space War, which led to the catastrophic destruction of much of the world. The surviving residents of Earth try to make a living as best they can in the post-apocalyptic landscape. Mobile suits and weapons left over from that Seventh Space War fall into the hands of civilians as well as other organizations on the planet. In an effort to keep the past from repeating itself, one of the good guy characters, Jamil Neat, brings together a crew uh, to search for new types and to protect them from being exploited. As they carry out this task, an old government rises from the ashes to try and unify the Earth as other forces slowly fan the flames of war once more. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this series was very underappreciated uh, because it came out the year immediately following Gundam Wing. And Gundam Wing was very popular. And I don't think that popularity carried over to Gundam X for whatever reason. I think if you're a fan of Gundam Wing, then Gundam X probably wasn't for you, even though yeah. they even though they shared the same director and the same uh, mechanical designer. I guess I don't see a lot of like overlap in those two shows. So maybe if, if you had just come into Gundam and Gundam Wing and then Gundam X came out, you, you may have been disappointed at that time. Um, but I really thought the setting was neat. It's essentially a, a post worst case scenario for the universal century where almost all the colonies are dropped and basically everybody dies and, and mankind is basically left to pick up the pieces. The main Gundam's weapon in that show I thought was really neat. The satellite cannon. It was basically yeah. a... Yeah, I thought that was pretty unique, right? In terms of the, the different super weapons we've seen. 
it was one of the best Gundam held super weapons we've ever seen. It might be the only Gundam held weapon specifically designed to destroy a colony. Yeah, and that's what makes it great. It fits in yeah. universe, right? Like that whole I mean the Gundam yeah. X's were created to stop those colony drops. And to stop those colony drops, they needed this satellite cannon to destroy those those colonies as they were dropping. Now granted they yeah. didn't obviously get all the colonies that dropped, <laughs> but uh, they hit some of them though. <laughs> they watched they, the intro. They did. They <laughs> They did their best. Yeah. And I thought that the characters were, were good. I really liked Garrett and Tifa. I thought they were likable. Jameel Neat, uh, he was a respectable, good guy, Shark clone. And um, there was another character, Anil L. I thought she was a great, like, sometimes good guy, sometimes antagonist. And I really liked the mobile suit designs. They are very 1990s, but I didn't really enjoy the Gundam X and, and the Double X. I thought they were both well-designed suits, especially with the satellite can. And for all of my series on this list, I did make like a con list, uh, what I call what holds it back. Wow. Um, so this show is, it's potentially to 1990s, maybe for people to be interested to go back and watch it today. It's not going to have great animation if you compare it to, to the newer series. It doesn't get yeah. a lot of, doesn't get a lot of love from the fans from that time, especially in, in the United States. I don't think, I mean, it obviously never really made it over here with a dub. And if you think mid nineties, mid to late nineties, Gundam in the United States, people are going to gravitate towards wing nothing wrong with that it's just there's not a lot of room left for gundam x no one really talks about it that much over here and then just in general this series apparently had a lot of production problems and it caused episodes to get cut and that's why it has like a weird episode count of 39 it kind of had poor ratings but i i really enjoyed it i thought it was good and i think more people should watch it so that's why it's my honorable mention oh nice well as luck would have it, I don't know, Brian. I think our fans might be maybe disappointed that we're we might be such on on such a similar page <laughs> for a lot Uh-oh. of things. We'll <laughs> see. But my honorable mention was also Gundam X. Oh, hey, and, um, yeah, for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned. You know, the the post apocalypse setting. It was so awesome and so interesting. Something that's never been done in Gundam, and we haven't seen it since. Maybe because of the low ratings. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in terms of tone. It's a much more serious tone because it's the post-apocalypse. So maybe that's a reason it didn't do as well as Gundam Wing, which was much more upbeat, triumphant, the boy band fighting for justice and all that. You know what? Since you picked Gundam X, I'm going to use my other honorable mention, (laughs) (laughs) my sub-honorable mention, and say Gundam Seed. Gundam Seed was uh, pretty much the one-year war, just replayed again animation i feel like is very crisp and held up well even though it came out in i think the early 2000s and i really just enjoyed gundam seed for for what it was had very good battles very good pacing the only issue i had with it was actually the main character because i think kira yamato is one of the weaker uh, main characters in any gundam series he's just he's he's too good like a a mary sue i believe is the He's essentially like Ray from the Star Wars movies, right? The Star Wars sequels where, you know, he's amazing as a pilot. He's amazing doing repairs. He's amazing with his special powers. He's an amazing person. He, he has no faults, you know. Say what you will about Amaro, but, um, you know, the guy's clearly conflicted and he was a much more complex character. Kira, not so much. So I think that's the main failing. But overall, the story's good. The show's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, so I'd say, I'd say Gundam Seed. I am frankly shocked that Gundam Seed is that low on your list. <laughs> I expected I, it. 
Yeah, I talk it up a lot, but as you'll see with my list, there's there's numerous series that are above it, and for good reason. Got we'll it. get to those later. So <laughs> that's it for the that's it for the honorable mentions. What's your number five, Brian? My number five is Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. Ooh. Yeah. So this uh this show as well. You know, Isaac and I have done an entire series review for this show. Season yeah. two, the season two review should be out by the time that this episode is published. This was uh, once again released in 2015 to 2017. It's a 50 episode show. And what makes it great is of a variety of things. Again, you can check out our entire season one and two review um, to get our to get the full details on it. But if I had to boil it down, the show in general in both seasons has fantastic pacing. At the end of every episode, you, you really want to watch the next one, uh, which I think is a really great quality to have in an anime today, especially when there's so many shows to choose from. Your show has to keep the attention of the audience, and I think Iron Blood Orphans does that uh, per, you know, very, very well. Uh, this show has fantastic characters with fantastic character development. I would say it favorably compares to most of the UC series and stands next to the the longer Tamino series in terms of character development and how good the characters are. I think it, it has great what I call set pieces or creative battles. Like it, the the scope is smaller uh, compared to a lot of the other shows. Because of that, they have to be much more creative in, in how they do their mobile suit battles. So it's not just fleet on fleet. It's a lot of you know one on one and, and uh, brutally beating each other senseless because there's <laughs> very little beam weaponry in this show. And it's very much a change of pace from normal Gundam. There's not much really on the colony side. It's very much Mars based and and yeah, small scale. So uh, those are those are the reasons I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great show. Uh, the only thing that holds it back for me of being higher on this list is I think that the ending may have tried to sort of outdo the Tamino endings and maybe for me or some fans may have killed a little too many people. So it sometimes feels a little bit hollow thinking back on the show. And then in addition to that, I wasn't really feeling the mobile suit designs. That's purely a subjective, hmm. you know, that that's, that's my opinion. I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there who, who really love those designs, potentially even more than normal Gundam designs. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Man, that was such a good series, but I I, I would rewatch it though, even though I I know how the ending ends. <laughs> it was such a fun ride just going along and watching a tech it in as an organization, you know, more or less rise and fall spectacularly. <laughs> but, <laughs> they both yeah, they, but, they they fell as hard as they rose, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much. But um yeah, that man, that was a good series. I'm really glad I, I, I gave it a try, even though I was kicking and screaming about watching it. <laughs> uh my number five is Gundam Build Fighters. Ooh, yeah. <sighs> For those of you unaware, Gundam Build Fighters is it's the Pokemon of Gundam. <laughs> um, it, 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 the setting is, this isn't some major war between, you know, the colonies and Earth or whatever. Instead, Gundam in this universe is more or less a game. Um, very much like a video game. Players assemble models. They put them on this sort of digital arena. And, you know, this computer simulation sort of takes control of the models and has them battle it out. So it's, it's very fun in that regard. Very much like a video game or, you know, again, like Pokemon, you fight other players or fight other Pokemon masters, whatever. There's tournaments and all that, different rankings. So it's a really fun series. And it's a series that I feel like it's almost better if you 
maybe you're starting out with Gundam, you hold off on watching until you've seen more series because it rewards you for really seeing a lot of different Gundams and different Gundam series movies. Um, there's just so many mobile suits from across every Gundam series, not even just the mobile suits, mobile armors, capital ships, settings, weapons, everything except the characters, actually. <laughs> Those are the only things that don't show up. You're not going to see Amuro and, you know, Kira or anybody from uh, Mikazuki. <laughs> None of these people are going to show up. Um, well, but you will well, see. Well, you're definitely yeah. not going to be seeing Mikazuki anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're not going to see Char, <laughs> but you're going to see mobile suits they piloted, the settings that they've been in. You'll see Solomon again. It's it's such a good series for fans, longtime fans, or at least fans that have seen multiple series. It rewards you and lets you uh, sort of almost see what-if scenarios with lots of different Gundams. And it's so tongue-in-cheek. It's so lighthearted. You, you know, what possible <laughs> drama, serious tones can happen with essentially a game that children are playing? Um, so it's a very fun relaxing uh, series to watch and you you really do enjoy it I feel like it's uh, something every Gundam fan should check out even if maybe you're a little hesitant because you prefer you know the hard uh, political intrigue and serious battles and bloodthirsty uh, you know carnage this is something that I, it's it's definitely fun to uh, to check out totally agree with that pick I will say that if this was a list of of six and I could get another honorable mention build fighters would be my honorable mention. I agree. There's so many reference in references to the show uh, or to the other Gundam series. It's a, it's a great watch. Yeah. I highly recommend. Um, that brings us to number four. My number four is mobile fighter G Gundam. And this- oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> this is a show that Isaac hates, but you know what? It's fantastic. It was released in 1994. It's 49 episodes. Uh, for the synopsis, it is set in the future century, uh, where space colonies representing countries have agreed. <laughs> have agreed. Terrible name for a century. <laughs> I apologize. Please it's, continue. <laughs> it's so on the nose. <laughs> what should we call it? Well, it's in the future, so let's call yeah. it the future century. So, so in their <laughs> timeline, do they refer to everything before that as like past century? It's <laughs> a great question. It, it would make sense. Sorry, uh, so this is where space colonies representing countries have agreed to hold an organized fighting tournament known as the Gundam Fight every four years to settle their political differences in place of war. Each colony sends a representative fighter piloting a Gundam to battle on Earth until only one is left, and the winning nation earns the right to govern all the colonies until the next tournament. So G Gundam follows Domon Kashu, the pilot of Neo Japan's Shining Gundam, during the 13th Gundam fight. Domon's mission is to both win the tournament and to track down his older brother, who is believed to have stolen the mysterious Devil Gundam from the Neo Japan government. So this show, what makes it great to me is if you are a Super Robot Show fan, then you will love G Gundam. It is a Super Robot Gundam show done absolutely right. So I guess only people who like Super Robot shows will understand this, but if you love that hot-blooded super robot action, this is the show you want to watch. also thought that the dub cast was great, particularly the voice of Domon. Uh, his name's Mark Gatha, or, or Gatha. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But So super robot dubs can be a bit of a hit or miss for me, and I think probably for a lot of people, um, just because you know people screaming super robot attack names, I feel like that's a very sort of Japanese thing that just works really well with the Japanese language and but sometimes that that transition to English can be a bit bumpy and 
I don't know. This guy, Mark Gatha, he nailed it. He brought the hot bloodedness that 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 role required, and he made you believe in what he was doing. I also thought the ending to this show was, you know, possibly the most perfect super robot thing ever. At the very end, Domon's fighting the Devil Gundam, and he finally gets over his manliness, and he confesses his love to the, the um, another character in the series named Rain, and his confession of love. Is, is reciprocated and it frees her from the devil Gundam and she breaks out of this. She's essentially been turned to stone. And and so she, she the love confession causes her to break free of the stone and float towards him, uh, now naked, by the way. And then they do the final move together, which has a very long name. It's actually like the combination of two separate moves from the series. And it's called Erupting Burning Finger, Sekiha, Love, Love, Tenkyoken. And then... As they do that, the King of Hearts, which is another concept in this show, manifests itself, and they blow a heart-shaped hole through the Devil Gundam to win the series. So that, that is just oh the most over-the-top, <laughs> perfect thing ever, and I love it. But as far as what holds it back, it's probably a little old now to attract new viewers. You know, again, mid-90s. This was actually the first show, or the first Gundam show to ever be an alternate timeline. So this was their first step away from Universal Century, and man, did they go... Wow. They really went for it, you know, something completely the opposite, right? If you think of Universal Century and you think of uh, G Gundam, they are not in the same realm whatsoever, other than the name Gundam and the colors, you know, blue, white, and and red. And then, once again, Super Robot shows are not for everyone, like Isaac here. You know, he's, I don't think he's ever, (laughs) (laughs) he's just never going to be on board uh, with G Gundam. You know what? I'll say this about G Gundam. Very interesting setting, right? Just just the initial idea, like, okay, to, to see who's going to run the world, each country <laughs> builds a Gundam, and they battle it out, you know, one-on-one. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I can actually see it being successful in a way now because of the success of things like One Punch Man or Baki the Grappler, King and Ashuran, you know, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the sort of bizarre, absurdist kind of fighting anime that we have now that's really popular. But at the same time, yeah, it, they they lost me to some at some things, you know. <laughs> I would have been on board, I think, if like each country kind of approached it as like the Olympics almost, and like you know they're like we need like I don't know samurai Gundam for Japan or something. <laughs> but they they kind of go over the top. Like Sweden has like windmill Gundam and stuff like that. So <laughs> they, they kind of lost me in some in some respects. <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> continue. Super, super robot shows are just over the top, and that's just how they have to be. So. Uh, and then, yeah, in, in addition to that, I don't think, you know, there there hasn't really been a follow-up to this show. I think if they <laughs> if they ever if they ever really want people to like it again, I think they may need to make a new series. So I'm all for it. Bandai Sunrise, please give us another entry in the G Gundam uh, universe. I think the time is right. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> or just give us something else. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, my number four pick was Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. And essentially for a lot of the reasons you stated again, Brian, like I said before, I started out not really being too interested in this series. I thought it was going to be a bad series or at least forgettable, but I ended up really enjoying it. It's a pretty serious series. It's low-key, I'd say, very violent. But again, on a smaller scale, there's not going to be, you know, massive battles between sides and fleets and huge armies. It's very small fleets against each other. You know, a, a small fleet versus a small fleet is pretty much the climax of the series. But the characters and the story were just so well written. It might be the only Gundam series that I've seen and that I can recall 
that really has two protagonists, if you think about it. There's the pilot of the Gundam, and then there's the really the head of his his team, his organization. And you really watch their growth as both seasons go on. And um, spoiler alert, sadly, they both don't make it, but it's still a great series to watch. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad I decided to see it. And it, it converted me. So as somebody that... Didn't want to see it. Had a low opinion of it just looking at the images and, you know, the promotional material. Um, actually seen it. I uh, think it was pretty brilliant as far as Gundam series go. Bandai Sunrise, give us our Calamity War prequel, please. <laughs> yeah. I want to see space just... I want the stars blotted out by mobile armor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? McGillis really talked up Agnika Kairu, and uh, I really want to see this guy in action because apparently he was you know the greatest pilot ever so okay number three you know what i'm gonna say what my number three is and then if your number three is the same i'm gonna let you go first so that i don't so you don't have to say it's everything that you already said right so (laughs) let's see uh so my number three is mobile suit gundam the eighth ms team it is not my number three okay all right excellent My number three is Mobile Suit Gundam, the 8th MS team. This was released in 1996. It's 12 episodes, plus one compilation movie, plus one special. And this series is set in Universal Century, the year 0079, the same year as the first Gundam series. But it's set in the jungles of Southeast Asia. And in this show, the Earth Federation and Xeon are fighting this sort of guerrilla war for control uh, of that area. And Zeon's best hope for victory in uh, rests with an experimental mobile armor and his pilot, Ina Sahalin. Meanwhile, on the Federation side, you have Ensign Shiro Amada. He's the new commander of the 8th MS team. And Ina and Shiro happen to have ran into each other in a previous encounter. Shiro eventually discovers that Ina is the pilot of this mobile armor. So then they, they have to decide what to do, where their allegiances lie to their respective governments or to each other as they start to fall in love. And what makes this show great is it's basically a war film take on Gundam. So if you like war films like, you know, Apocalypse Now or Saving Private Ryan, you know, this isn't going to be quite as serious as that. But 8th MS team is the closest we have to a Gundam war film. And there's great characters. The entire 8th MS team is likable. Uh, The bad guy is certifiably insane. It has well done. <laughs> it has. Excuse me. He was doing the best he could given the situation. <laughs> oh, oh, is that why he? Is that why he murdered all of his own scientists after they completed his project? Um, excuse me. This is standard operating procedure. <laughs> Zeon. All right. This is how we're gonna win the war. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that is that how you win the war? Did that did that work out? Uh, is the project done? I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It has very well done, like well-grounded militaristic fights in in the jungle, uh, which is something we didn't really see in a lot of the other Gundam series. It has maybe what I think is the best mobile suit fight ever in terms of just like pacing and tone and and, um, choreography, which is Norris Packard. Grittiness. Yeah. Uh, And that's Norris Packard in the Goof Custom versus the entire 8th MS team. And he kind of just, you know, schools them all over the place. Um, and that's kind of the story of the one-year war, right? Like, Xeon has these great ace pilots. They just don't have enough. And the Federation just has more mediocre pilots. And you kind of... Yeah. Not that the eighth team was mediocre. They were actually very good. But Norris Packard was just that much better. And so it's the perfect example of that uh, concept. Uh, what holds it back? It's a short series. It's only 12 episodes. Um, so if you prefer, like, a really long series, you might be left wanting more. But it does come to a nice conclusion. 
I think some of the other UC series are just a bit better. Nothing necessarily wrong with with um, this show. But also because it is very grounded and militaristic, some people may want something a little more flashy. So if you're exam- if you're a, a big fan of like Wing or Seed or, or Gundam 00 or something, the, this is really just Gundams running around in a jungle. They're not flying all over the place with big fancy weapons. They're just going to be firing machine guns and, and such. But I still think it's a great show. Highly recommended. I should have known this was going to be on your list. <laughs> I just didn't know exactly where it might be, but you really like 08th MS Team, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great show. Yeah, I will say it... I don't know if Sunrise was just pumping out side stories at the time, but, you know, they did that. They did, um, you know, War in the Pocket at the same time, more or less, or at least pretty close together, I think. They're pretty close together. But, War in the Pocket yeah. was, I think, 19, 1989. And then they uh, they did uh, 0083 in 1991. And then this was the next one in 1996. So. I, I'll, I'll say it's a very enjoyable sort of side story. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll agree with you there. Um, my number three is Gundam Unicorn, which anyone with Netflix should be watching at this very moment. Uh, What I liked about Gundam Unicorn was the incredible animation. I think we're at peak Gundam animation with this series. Dare I say better than Iron-Blooded Orphans. Oh, absolutely better than Iron-Blooded Orphans. I mean, to be clear, Gundam Unicorn is what's called an OVA or an original video animation. That means it's Mm -hmm. basically a direct-to-DVD movie, so the budget is much higher than your average television series. it's completely cinematic and it's beautiful to look at. The battles are incredible. The animation is incredible. I'll say this though, in order to really get everything out of this series, you almost had to have read or seen all the other series leading up to this in the, uh, the universal century, because there's so much stuff happening politically, things they reference. If this is the first series you're watching, oh boy, you better just enjoy the battles because you're not going to understand anything else that's going on. <laughs> the story might be the weakest part of it. Not so much the characters. You know, the characters are, they're, they're good. But Nodger's a, you know, interesting pilot. Not not my favorite pilot. But I, I feel like there's some parts, especially as the story goes on towards the end, where it, it kind of stumbles a bit. But that said, it's still a great series. Incredible battles. The plot moves along fairly well. I think just in terms of, you know, sheer eye candy, it's definitely worth a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Definite eye candy. It has that that has that one mobile suit you really like, right? The Kshatriya. Ah, the Juagu. <laughs> oh, well, the Juagu. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> we're referring to something else? Which one? <laughs> the the Kshatriya. Oh, Kshatriya. You know what? <laughs> I like the Kshatriya, a.k.a. the quad wing, but it's... <laughs> It's too big for its own good, I think. <laughs> but I, you're right. You're right. How dare I not mention the Juagu? Yeah. You know? <laughs> the, the, the hate elephant with a sombrero running around <laughs> killing uh, GMs. <laughs> the Juagu. The, the secret star of Gundam Unicorn. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to build a space type. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're already up to number two, Isaac. So my number two, well. Uh-oh. Should I do it again? Should I say what mine is? I, we probably have the same number two, number one. Oh, I'm going to imagine. You know so what? I'll, say yours. Say I'll yours. Do. On you. Go for it. All right. My number two is the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Proceed. 
This was released in 1979. It's 43 episodes, and it was also later edited into a movie trilogy in 1981. Wiki's synopsis for 0079 is set in the fictional universe of the Universal Century, year 0079. The Principality of Zeon has declared independence from the Earth Federation and launched a war of independence called the One Year War. The conflict has directly affected every continent on Earth, also nearly every space colony and lunar settlement. Xeon, though smaller, has the tactical upper hand through their use of a new type of humanoid weapon called mobile suits. After half of all humanity perishes in the conflict, the war settled into a bitter stalemate lasting over eight months. And that's where the story picks up. That's where we meet our protagonist, Amuro Ray. He picks up his Gundam, which is, at that time is just called Gundam, and he begins his rivalry with Shar Aznable and... Uh, you know, they duke it out for the next four months until it explodes in a emotional and climactic battle of Abaku. So what makes this show great is, to me, it started it all. So everything that all the new series try to emulate, it's all here in this first in this first show. The whole Earth versus this, the colonies set up in the form of Federation versus Zeon. The crew of of orphans and rejects that we follow on a on a capital ship. There's a young pilot with no experience that, you know, turns out to be really talented. There's a sort of, I'll say, in this show, it's called New Types. This is our, this is Gundam's version of like a, we've often compared it to a Jedi, right? Someone yeah. who's extremely talented or extremely powerful. Psychic and, pilots. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and other shows have tried to ape that in various forms. Zero System, Coordinators, the Ally of Inyana system. They're all derivatives of the New Type concept. Some have greater success than others. There's the masked man, a.k.a. Shar Aznable, with a revenge plot in his back pocket. There's a rivalry that stretches the entire series between Shar and Amro of two men that can never see eye to eye for various reasons. And um, I, just the, the creator of, of Gundam, Yoshiyuki Tomino, his characters in this show are just, they're all really good and well-developed, and they all progress over the course of the series. The cast is massive. We even get closure on each zombie family member by the end of the war. So that that's pretty cool, I think, for a, for a show. Not every show would close out every character story like that. And I think the ending is really well done. There was two climactic battles, the Battle of Solomon, the Battle of Abaku. Then we get the final shot of the Gundam shooting the Zeong without a head, without an arm, hmm. uh, you know, before going down. What holds it back? The animation is very dated. It's the first show. So again, 1979, if you don't like old animation, then it's probably going to be a rough watch for you. But because it's so good, I wish Bandai and Sunrise would, would give us a remake. Um, I feel like they teased us with Gundam The Origin, but let's, let's animate the rest of the manga, not just those three volumes. Um, and it also does suffer probably from uh, that sort of bad guy of the week syndrome a lot, particularly <laughs> in the beginning and middle of the series. And oftentimes those bad guys have sort of this cheesy mobile armor, um, you know, that they come after Amaro in. <laughs> Isaac and I always joke that they, they would go back to the drawing board with their mobile armors and just draw one with bigger claws. Cause, Pretty much. Yeah, you know, and like a like bigger claws and like a meaner face. Yeah. You know, like a... <laughs> an extra set of legs. They'll, they'll slap an extra laser on it, an extra particle yeah. cannon or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I still think it's one of the best shows. And I think it... A really important show in terms of just anime in general and i feel like everyone should watch it hmm. very nice very nice i share many of the same sentiments but that's not my number two uh-uh. my number two is gundam 0083 what i like about Gundam 83 is that it was not only the first gundam series that i saw 
because it was on Adult Swim back in the day. Comment below if you remember Adult Swim. <laughs> um, it was. It well, was... let's be clear. Adult Swim still exists. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Like Toonami era Adult Swim. All yeah. right. You know, okay. Cartoon okay. Network back in the day. Anyways, Gundam 0083 had it had everything. Excellent one-on-one battles. There was more than one Gundam. They fought each other. It had every mobile suit we've seen in the original series. Great space battles. Monster mobile armors. It even features a colony drop. So, man, that series had everything. Maybe the biggest weakness was it. sometimes its love story kind of gets in the way of the bigger picture. And <laughs> I would argue the love story might have been unnecessary. But then again, I guess they needed the characters to breathe a bit between you know the actual plots and the intrigue and all that. You don't need to know too much going into it. I didn't know that much originally watching it. You can kind of piece together what's going on and maybe, you know, do a quick Google search to anything you don't know about. But I really recommend it. It's not that long of a series and it's very enjoyable. So check it out. It might feel a little <laughs> a little too eighties with the music and all that and the hairstyles and the some of the style designs. But um overall it I think it held up very well. The anime is still pretty crisp. So Double Eighty Three is only thirteen episodes, but like Gundam Unicorn, it was also an OVA. So it, it that's why the the animation holds up very well because it it did have you know quite a high budget. Nice. Yeah, but you you will get those eighties hairstyles which we love so much. <laughs> and the music, you get a lot of saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you can never have too much saxophone, man. We'll find out. <laughs> I will say that the two songs from Double Eighty Three are p- potentially my two favorite of the series. They're pretty awesome. They've held up yeah. well. You know, yeah, they have. Them at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, the winner or Men of Destiny, or both? Both of them. You know. Oh yeah. Men of Destiny. <laughs> as you're pumping up that, as you're pumping yeah, through that last set. <laughs> the little, the little. I don't know what the noise is at the beginning of the winner. You know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oh yeah, when, running. <laughs> when Co when Co is running through the timeline. Da, 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 yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great show. Also also I'll say it features some of my favorite characters like uh Delaz. I think he might be one of my favorite characters. Shima. I don't think I like anybody on the Federation <laughs> side. Gato. <laughs> That's about it's, it. It's interesting that you like Shima and Delaz. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> but I mean, if you read about it, they're both very understandable. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll go more in depth when we when we do our double eighty three episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that brings us to number one, Isaac. Uh oh. Do we should we should we bet if we have the same show here? Um. Well. Hmm. Because there's a glaring <laughs> hole in both of our lists so far. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm okay. Guess well, we we should bet for each other. Like, I don't think we have the same show. I'll say that. Oh, really? Okay. In fact, in fact, I I know we don't, so that wouldn't be fair. But huh. I'll, we can guess for each other. So I'll want me to okay. say my guess for you first. Sure. Yeah. I'm gonna guess you said unicorn as your favorite, and yeah, now it's your turn to guess my favorite. Uh, okay. Well, because seed was your honorable mention, and we already, I don't think you have the original at number one. Um, so I'm gonna say yours is Zeta. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Brian, was I right? <laughs> is Unicorn your number one? No, Unicorn is not. Like <gasps> Ooh, uh-oh. Yeah. What's your number one, then? Reveal my it, number, Brian. <laughs> my number one is Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Wow, Zeta is your number one. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, elaborate, sir. 
All right. Well, Zeta Gundam was released in 1985. There's 50 episodes, and there was also a movie trilogy, I'll say created in 2005, because they made new animation for the trilogy, but they also used some of the old animation, so you can kind of imagine how that went. Um, <laughs> it's jarring. <laughs> it's very jarring. Um, so this this show is set in UC 0087, so eight years after the events of the original Mobile Suit Gundam, and it follows a new rebel group called the Anti-Earth Union Group as they try to defeat the Titans, an elite task force of the Earth Federation designed to hunt down Zeon remnants, but which ruthlessly kills anyone demanding equal rights for the space citizens in cold blood. So what makes this show great to me is I felt like it was just as good as, Mobile Suit, as the original Mobile Suit Gundam, but it was less hampered by the sort of mobile armor of the weak bad guy. I felt like Tamino was more in control of the story the entire time. And the new cast of characters was great. You know, there was a um, bit of old and new characters. We did see some of our old favorites return from the first show, but we had a lot of good new ones. A lot of people really loved the protagonist, Camille uh, Badon. One of my favorite characters was Emma Sheen in the show. When she died, that really hurt. This show also has uh, Shar in disguise, so he's. Uh, I mean, I think. That... <laughs> Pump those brakes, Shar's. Let's clear something up. It's Shar's version of a disguise. Well, I was gonna say, you know, he he is technically a new character in Quattro Bagina, uh, which, which which may be the worst last name in the history of last names, but he, he his disguise is essentially sunglasses. And he grew a mullet, sort of. But that's very iconic in, in, in the anime uh, sphere. One other thing I like about this show is it flips the allegiances of 0079 on its head with the AU versus the Titans. The good guys are now the bad guys and vice versa, sort of. Um, so that was a good way to keep it fresh. And um, one thing I really loved about this show is the reunion of Amuro and Char, to me, was done perfectly, particularly in the movie trilogy version. Amuro, he's flying a plane, um, they're on Earth, and he's trying to protect well, another character, actually, from the first series, Hayato, in the this big plane thing. And there's a mobile suit attacking it, so Amuro doesn't really have his own mobile suit at the time, and so he crashes his jet into the opposing mobile suit to kind of get him to go away. And uh, while he's doing it, he sort of has this new type connection and just blurts out Char. And then Char has this hunch that it's Amuro, and and uh, C- Camille, the new protagonist, catches Amuro as he bails out of the out of his plane that you know is obviously now destroyed and uh Char pulls up and the moment they see each other Amro just yells like Char and uh if you can just tell these like all those feelings from the one year war come back and they they still while they may have to work together for the show they still will never see eye to eye on on basically anything and you know they will always be rivals um so I really like that and this this show also had a, a perfect sort of Gundam melancholy ending uh, with the wave rider crash it leaves the main character pretty disabled as he takes out the big threat as far as what holds it back the animation is dated again it is a little newer than the original show but it's still 1985 so 80s animation probably too old for a lot of people trying to get into shows today especially with all the other options to watch and even if you were to go back and try to watch the the newer movie trilogy from 2005, like I said before, that did use old and new animation, which is very jarring at times. Um, the new animation looks great. And I don't actually think the old animation looks bad. It's just that when you spend 25 seconds in the new animation, and then you go back to the 1985 animation for 10 seconds. It is very different. But highly, <laughs> like, like going from markers to crayons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just old, you know. What are you gonna do? If you don't like old things, then you, I guess you won't like it. But uh, highly recommended. So, 
And I guess one, the last thing I'll say is that I do, I do feel like the original Mobile Suit Gundam and Zeta Gundam and Char's Counterattack are sort of all one big story. So while they are two separate shows and they're two separate spots on my list, I do feel like you should kind of just watch them both. I agree. Yeah, they're all one story. Uh, you can say the same about you know, Double Zeta, but um, but they're <laughs> what, what, not one series. What is that show, Isaac? <laughs> what that what which is must the, not be I named? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It's shunned. <laughs> Well, we've come to my number one choice, and Brian was actually incorrect. <gasps> no! It's not, <laughs> it's not Zeta Gundam, Brian. Sorry. It's actually the original series, Mobile Suit Gundam 0079. <sighs> Yay! Yeah. The place of honor, Brian. The place of honor. What can be said about 0079 that hasn't already been said? It started at all. It's the first time we see a Gundam because it's the first Gundam series. Imagine that. And maybe more importantly than that, it's the first time we see the monolike on mobile suits <laughs> that'll appear in almost every other series in some way or another. Can you give us a voom? The mono eye voom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Or something like that. What I really like about the story too is that it's it's essentially World War Two, uh, you know, by the numbers. You know, the bad guy, the space fascists, they're they start off winning, and boy, are they winning good. They commit all kinds of atrocities. They're pretty terrible people, um, even though they think you know they're going to be the uh, the master race of you know all of humanity and all that. But it kind of backfires on them. Oh, it does backfire spectacularly. <laughs> Federation catches up, outproduces them, and kicks their little behinds all the way back to their homeland. And uh, all their leaders are killed in a bloody whirlwind of revenge and uh, betrayal. It's a great series. It's deserving of definitely a remaster edition. With a remaster, they could do so much, too. They could like add in little side stories or references to existing side stories. It would be loved by all Gundam fans, I feel. It might not be the newest series, but as a Gundam fan, if you've enjoyed any of the other series, Gundam Wing, Mobile Fighter G Gundam, Reconquista in G, you know, Unicorn, whatever, you owe it to yourself to have at least one watch through of 0079. It's not as long as it seems, but it's definitely something you should complete you know it's like watching a classic movie almost you know there's some movies that everybody's seen because everybody talks about it and it's kind of expected that you're going to see it so i feel like this is much the same way 100 percent agree i guess i would add that as far as my list goes zeta and original gundam are pretty much interchangeable on my list i don't necessarily like one that much better than the other one yeah um, I, I totally agree. That, I think what you said is right. If you've enjoyed another Gundam series, particularly one of the newer ones, and you really enjoyed it, you really owe it to yourself to go watch the original because the, yeah. whatever you liked was was directly influenced by the original one. And uh, you, who right. knows, you may you may discover that you that you really like it. Yeah. I was almost hesitant to put it on my list, actually, Brian, especially at number one, just because in a way it's above number one. You know, I, I think we did this with the mobile suits too, right? Yeah. Where we said the original Gundam. You know, it almost shouldn't be allowed on the on the list because it's it's above it's above one. It's like the platinum, or whatever. It's number zero. That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the almost, saying, saying like the yeah. Saying like you know the original series is like number one on your list, it's, it's kind of like saying you know your favorite flavor is chocolate. It's like well you know yeah chocolate's awesome and it's great, but 
for the for the sake of your own personality, you kind of had to give a different answer, right? Something more interesting. <laughs> but you know what? It's it it is what it is. <laughs> yep. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate ice cream Gundam. I'll, I'll go one step further. If someone <laughs> if someone gives me their top five Gundam shows and the original show isn't on it, you're wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's quite an inversion. Comment below what your top five are, or if you feel like there's one of our picks, maybe more than one, that in no way, shape, or form should be on any top five list. <laughs> I'd be interested about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let us know your top five and, and how much you either love or hate us now. So <laughs> don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Take care. Boom. <laughs>